inappropriate quite enjoy theme tune. yes <laughs> chosen how um randomly just oh, on on what on this on garage the, band. On, on the software yeah nice. on garage band which everyone's using now because it's so damn hip mm. well it's it, it is good to be hip it is good to be hip it's it's good to be hip it's good to be down with the homies mm. as you say well i think you can say down with the homies you can't say home with the downies because that that's mm. yeah that's, yeah i can see why you wouldn't be able to say that that's pretty much negligence it really. is yeah ignorance slander. and negligence mm. um i don't know if it's technically slander i don't know well it depends if you're saying it directly at can you say a downy I guess if you meant someone who came from Downing Street, that would be fine. Or the village of Downing. Yes, mm-hmm. that's absolutely fine. Or, um, or, or who was a downer. Mm. Uh, no, that's Darner. That's somebody who darns socks. Mm. Downer yeah, you, is somebody who's just con- constantly upset. Yeah. So those would be fine. Mm. So technically, I think there needs to be more, more rules about the words. You know, because words are thrown into the... Um, to the taboo bucket too easily these days, I think. There's a bucket? I guess so. Someone must be keeping these words somewhere. Right, we're drinking tea. That's mm. what we're doing. Indeed. We're drinking tea whilst Cheers. talking to you. Cheers. Nice. And here's to uh, episode one in the Quite Enjoy podcast. Oh yeah, welcome to the Quite Enjoy podcast. Yeah. Which makes quite a change from you saying welcome to KWVVL over and over and over I've, again. I've been wanting hours. to. Yeah, I, I really have. I purposely, <laughs> do you know I was going to call this section KWVVL, but I purposely didn't so that you wouldn't be able to say it. What about KWVVL, The Wonder Years? Well, why is this The Wonder Years? We're older and more mature and this equipment looks far more expensive than the ones we used to use. Yeah, but we could get Fred Savage involved. He needs to work. <laughs> what has he done since The Wonder oh, Years? No, I don't think he's done anything. <laughs> He probably works in a call centre. They love his dulcet, reassuring tones. There was something freaky about that kid that he always sounded like he was 30 when he was 13. There's <laughs> <laughs> just something wrong with that. That's, uh, that's hormone replacement. That's what that is. That's what that is. He always looked a bit feminine as well. I don't know why. Did you ever see The Wizard? The Wizard. The Wizard. There's a great set. Here's the first plug for you. Um, that guy with the glasses.com and also the angry video game nerd did a great look at uh, The Wizard. And oh, that guy with the glasses is the five-second yeah, the five movie, second guy. movie guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he does uh, he does uh, reviews on nostalgic things called the Nostalgia Critic. Very good. Um, and he did a review of the Wizard, and that I don't want to know what that is. Is that your skin? It's not my skin. It's like milk skin or tea. That's disgusting. Something gloopy has just come out of Andy's tea. Um, Oh, by the way, yeah. Uh, I'm Ann. This is Andy. Hello. Um, we're presenting the Quite Enjoy podcast to you. It really uh, is. Oh, I don't know about that. All right. Well, tea was nice, though. Tea was nice. I'm still drinking mine. I'm, I'm waiting for the joy of that skin that you seem to have. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, before we carry on rambling, because we've already started plugging other people's websites rather than our own. So uh, we'll just talk about us. Uh, yes, this is the Quite Enjoy podcast on Quite Enjoy, as you've probably already seen Quite Enjoy, because that's the only place you can get this podcast, unless you've randomly stumbled across it in iTunes, in which case, well done. Why the hell were you typing Quite Enjoy into iTunes? I don't know what you were hoping for. Maybe they were hoping for the 80s Visage Man's Quiet Joy, mm. and uh, and due to you know, an inability to type, or perhaps the keys being too close together, or perhaps dyslexia, they, uh, they arrived here. Well, in that case, welcome to the 3% of our dyslexic audience. And uh, thank you for joining us here at Quite a Joy. Um, we're a comedy-based website. Uh, basically, we started up in 2000 uh, with our own ideas and then decided to come back in 2009 with everybody else's. So we just uh, went around stealing other people's stuff, linking to their sites and saying, go look at these, they're funny because we can't be bothered anymore. Um, so this is one of the only two pieces of original content on the site, I think. Maybe it will be... Written content as well, don't forget. A, oh, lot, a lot of that, right. is, that's, yeah. that's all source, that's mm. all original stuff. Yes, the Rabid Rants, they're original, and the Evil Beaver and Yakult cartoons were the old ones from 2000 that I've just stuck back up there. Oh, and actually, yeah, actually the majority of the site is actually original content, because I've just realised Infiltration, which was the chat room mm -hmm. um, books that we had, uh, they're all original. Um, they're old, but they're original because they're from the MSN chat rooms before they closed them in two thousand three. But that's not to suggest that the uh, the output that you're going to get on Quite Enjoy now is is going to be like that because there's a lot more involvement now, and I think everybody wants to be a bit more hands on. We're a little older, a little wiser. We've got a little bit more time on our hands. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, we'd like to think we've learned things over the years, and we've we've refined our comedy. That's what we say. It's filtered. Mm. It's distilled. Um, Yes, so, structure. Right. Right. Because we've always been great at that. That's, that's our forte. We're, we're spot on with the structure. We're, we're, so we're, we're all about planning. We've we? explained about the website, we've talked about that. There's no participation in this podcast because it's recorded whenever we like, so there's no way to actually you do anything you with can't, it. You can't phone in. No. You can't, you can't complain, even. We're not even going to leave a comment. Brilliant. Page. We could say anything, especially about you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. You heard. Oh we, oh, we can swear now, can we? Well, why not? Well, Actually, I might bleep it. Well, That'd be awesome. Well, you should bleep it. Yeah. Or you should just after bleep it. You know, what, where, like, you, where you slightly get the bleep wrong. As like, like they do on Radio 1 all the time. Yeah, well, aren't they clever? I you love motherfucker. Oh, yeah, nice nice work, Chris Moyles. I love I love Radio 1. Way to earn your commission. I, yeah. They didn't get my mail bomb. Shame. Um, did you just send it to Radio 1, though, or did you send it to... Like... Well, I kind of assumed Radio 1 was an entity, because they never shut up about it. I mean, I imagine, if you were to send posts to Radio 1, and you were just like, you know, you've got your stamp in the corner of the letter that just says, to Radio 1, I imagine it would probably get there, even without the London W1, all that sort of nonsense, well, or fear boxes. I can't imagine why it wouldn't. I heard a story once. I say heard a story. I read it in a woman's magazine. That's where the real stories are. That um, is where the real stories are. And uh, good for you. Yeah. And admitting that as well. You know you want real stories? Forget your newspapers. Go to a woman's magazine. That's life. That's where the, that's where the cusp of the matter is. Zone, Grazia, yeah. Cosmopolitan. There's lots of them. Well, there's, there's lots of full, them. Full of them. Anyway. Yeah, they are absolutely full of it. Back onto this case. Mm -hmm. this, uh, this couple met another couple on holiday. Mm-hmm. And then when they got back home, they wanted to write to the couple they met. Doesn't matter which one. Could be any. You don't mm. know their names. John and Jill. Fine. Madge and Margaret. Lesbians. No, John and Jill. John and Jill. John they're, and Jill. They're, the, they're the two. So Madge John... and Margaret, it's too political. All right. Mm -hmm. So 
We don't, we don't want to be making Couple statements. X. We don't know who Couple X are because we don't mm -hmm. know anything about them. So John and Jill, mm -hmm. they want to write to Couple X. But they can't remember their address. Right. Or in fact, they don't think they ever had it. So, but they remember they had a caravan. And they lived in Devon. Okay. And they remembered the make of the caravan. So they wrote the make of the caravan, Devon, and it got there. So like the, you know, the, the Ford 278 hmm. caravan, hmm. Devon. Yep. Major Margaret. Or and it got there. Really? Yep. Shortly after their son was abducted by aliens. See, this is assuming, and we'll go back onto that point in a moment because you've just thrown the story out of whack, but this is assuming that the postman has a deep enough understanding of the motoring, mm. motorhome industry. Mm. Uh, An avid enthusiast, one would yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. So you really, you're chancing it there, aren't you? Well, it's like sort of trying to send a letter to the uh, sort of uh, the custom oak back yellow door with the uh, Rosane floral pattern on it. And the, the postman going, well, I don't know where the house is, but I know what that door would look like. And then him finding that specific door. Well, this is it. This is exactly what they're relying on. Devon. But this guy got it. He must have the most immense knowledge of Devon itself to actually know where that caravan would be parked. And who else in Devon would have that caravan? That's true. And there can only be so many caravan parks. Mm. And if you're going region specific, the area of Devon is how big? Is it, sorry, is, is Devon, is Devon the, the, the city, the town, or is Devon the, like, Warwickshire? The, the county. The county. No, the city, the town. Okay, so Devonshire? Yeah. Is it Devonshire is the town, or...? It is can it, be. Could be. Not? Okay, fine. Yeah. So, so Devon is the so, town. Yeah. So say, let's use Stratford-upon-Avon as a reference. Right. We know that there's the caravan park opposite the Welcome Hills. Yeah. There's the caravan park at the end of Spinney Hill. Yeah. There's the one by... Uh, on the approach to Evesham, when you go up uh, Borden Hill. Mm -hmm. So we, we know... So there's three. Yeah, there's yeah. Three, three possible things. We're completely associating this with Stratford now rather than Devon, but we don't know Devon, so we're going to go on this well, as an example. Well, it's just easy enough to reference, isn't it? So you've got three with, what, an average of 200 caravans? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so there can only be 600 houses that this yeah. letter is going to be delivered easy. to. Easy, it's a morning's work. And if you if you do those caravan sites, mm. if you if they are your rounds... I suppose by sight, eventually, subconsciously, you would pick up and know which one was which anyway. I think that's absolutely right, you would. So, and, if he, and also, if he's put the name of the people, the couple that he was writing to, that they were mm. writing to... You'd have the, a stab in the dark, wouldn't you? The postman will probably see that name every day anyway, getting regular correspondence. People don't realise, but your postman knows every single name of you and all of your neighbours in the street. He could identify all of you in a moment. Do you reckon they care enough? Yeah, no, I, I, don't I, think, I don't think it's that they care enough. I think it would just subconsciously happen. I guess it would. I mean, it's like if you do anything long enough. I mean, even if you're, uh, you know, washing dishes, you you know when the uh, the Teflon plated, uh, whatever, can't think of a utensil. That's <laughs> got out of my head. Saucepan. Why saucepan, not? Saucepan. Teflon coated saucepan comes along, and you know what, when it came in. You know what the brand was. You know where it goes. You you pick up these things. Mm -hmm. So it only stands to reason that you would actually know the. Uh, the innermost details of uh, your clientele. Every single person on your round. Quite scary thought mm. that there is a bloke out there who comes around you trust with your mail. Think about what's in your mail. There's your bank statements, your PIN numbers, credit cards, credit cards, your pay slips. He knows everything. About Christmas tenors, tenors, birthday fivers. I haven't had one of those in years. Really? I, I explicitly request them. I think he's had them. 
I think my thieving bastard postman is Adam. <laughs> are, you, are you dissing your postman on air? I've never met a man. I'm presuming it's a man. What if it wasn't? Some kind of chimp. Yeah, or a woman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. So structure then. Yeah, structure. Mm. We're it's, good all, it's all about structure, <laughs> we were saying an hour ago. Well, there's nothing nothing better than a little bit of a rabid rant. That's, that's what happens. Agreed. Mm. So, it's Easter. Oh, happy Christ, Easter. Yes, happy yes. Easter. It's, yeah, uh, when are we recording this? What day is it? Saturday? Mm. Easter Saturday, which isn't the day. It's great. It's just that bit in between Easter Sunday, Good Friday, and Happy Monday, mm. whatever it's called. <laughs> happy Monday. Happy brilliant. Monday. Can you imagine? Happy Monday. Well, I'm, I'm using it as Happy Monday now. Um, and Easter is uh, synonymous with uh, chocolate eggs and the rebirth of Jesus. Quite polar opposites there. Chocolate eggs and bunnies, rebirth of Jesus. Not quite sure how they got that. What, the, 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 the six steps mm. from, Why? From, from the death of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ to the, chocolate, the chocolateification of, 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 of the symbology in Easter egg form? Yes. And why they put a rabbit and an egg together. Where did that unison come from? Because I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen much. Unless rabbits like stealing chicken eggs. In which case I can see why. Um, well, hang on. Let's work it out. Right. So, Father Christmas. Okay, let's start with Father Christmas. Because it's easier to place the symbology of, you know, a holiday with a figure. Okay, so, so Father Christmas. So we're leaping, you know, 400 miles to Christmas here. Well... In order to get to Easter, I feel we should go via Christmas. Okay, well, it's, and possibly it's, give the Tooth Fairy a a, 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 a stab in the dark. Because it's not a stab in the dark that came near me, <laughs> looking under my pillow at night. Give me your teeth. Ah! Um, Father Christmas, right? Hmm. Obviously, the Father of Christmas. Yes. Hence um, the name. Christ-related. Not a bit. No, no, no. It is. It is. In fact, all of these holidays have religious connotations. All of them have been called religious holidays. Yes, no, I know that. But but why why does Jesus Christ have to have like a stand-in? You know, Father Christmas is a stand-in for Jesus Christ. The Easter Bunny is a stand-in for Jesus Christ. Are you somehow suggesting that Jesus Christ should have been the representative uh, who goes around on Christmas Eve and delivers presents with a beard and a sleigh? I'm not saying that Jesus Christ is lazy per se, right? We all know that he did carpentry or whatever and built tables and used to, I don't know, turn your water into funk or something to that effect. But but it, I haven't seen him around, right? No. Not saying that he's idle or anything, mm -hmm. but... I, I think what you're striving for is Jesus Christ isn't marketable. That's the problem with Jesus Christ. He has one look. He has... You know, the shaggy beard and the long dress thing. Sadness, the, arms yeah, outstretched. Ne never looking quite happy with himself. If Coca-Cola was, say, to put a bottle of Coke in his hand, <laughs> I think there would be uproar. Well, Coca-Cola have already sort of fashioned Father Christmas, haven't they? Well, yeah, because they can. The jolly old fat man, who's going to care if his coat's red now? We'll just do that, no one will care. Jesus Christ, if they suddenly gave him a bobble hat and stuck a can of Coke in his hand <laughs> and made him gather around children, giving them cans, I think they'd be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is that I don't think Jesus Christ would do that, even if Coca-Cola approached him and said, Mr. Christ, could you... He's, he's work idle. He's, he's, he's bloody lazy. Is this Christ or... No, uh, this is Christ. Right, Christ is work idle. I, I think Christ is bone idle. 
And and that's why the churches are falling to pot because he hasn't even bothered to turn up and say, look, guys, I'm really, really sorry for... Do you not think it's a bit of a low-profile thing? No, just throwing it out there for the voice of the Christians, as I'm not one. I'm just throwing it out. Low-profile, uh, being more mysterious and therefore making you work harder for something that you don't know about, rather than just turning up and going, could you please do that? Yeah, but that's straight-up persecution. Mm-hmm. Every year, every year, the Christians, the Catholics, and the, you know, the, the Church of England, and, and, and everybody that goes to those bloody buildings on a Sunday, uh, are, are told to sort of feel bad and, 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 and seek forgiveness in our Lord Jesus Christ. But our Lord Jesus Christ, works I, has, <laughs> has for the last, what, 200 years? No, it's been longer than that. 2,000 years, I think. The last two thousand years hasn't even bothered to fucking open up his mail. Being dead and everything. Well, um, allegedly. Right. And yet, if he's dead, why are we still going on about it? A lot of people are dead that we still go on about. Yeah, but I'm not saying don't celebrate the death of Jesus. I'm just sort of saying that maybe we should, you know, move on. He's been dead for a while. All right, so you're saying we should pick a new representative for some holiday-based antics. Um, times for celebration and joy. Uh, Keith Chegwin, what about him? He's not dead yet, but no, we could no, 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 celebrate see, something about Cheggers. I, I think that we'd be making too great a leap from Jesus Christ to Keith Chegwin, and I think there needs to be a sort of stepping stone. If we're gonna, if we're gonna start, you know, denominating our deities and and what have you, and, and going lower and lower down the food chain, I don't think we should make a, a leap straight from Jesus Christ to Keith Chegwin. A Keith Chegwin's ego is already inflated enough. They've started letting him have a pop quiz on Radio One again, which is absurd. Mm. Um, and, uh, and 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 secondly, uh, there's if there's one guaranteed way of getting smited in this earth, in this world, then it's it's definitely by uh, by by breaking off the shackles of Jesus Christ and and, and giving them to uh, to Cheggers. Mm. But you are suggesting that we break off the shackles of Jesus Christ. I'm just saying we let him down gently. You know, mm. you know when you don't want to go out with somebody anymore, but you don't have the heart to like break it off with them. Mm. So you just kind of like. I think there are stop calling. There are quite a lot of people in this camp that are quite infatuated with him still. Quite, quite fond of, yeah, quite fond of Big J. Yeah, mm. yeah, he does it for a lot of people, um, and rightly so. Everyone's welcome to their views. And, you know, thank you for giving us lots of holidays and forcing them upon us, which I like. I think that's interesting that no matter what your religion, you get the religious holidays off. It's like, hmm, great, Easter, why not? Christmas, fantastic. Except for the people who not only don't celebrate that religion, but are of a, of a different religion. For example, we don't get uh, Yom Kippur off. We don't get Diwali off. Well, we should. Well, I think we should as well. Um, okay, well, let's, let's branch this out. Okay. Let's multi-religion. Okay, this is a, this is a mad concept. I I think we should if if we're going to go with religion at all, if we're going to have Christmas and Easter and you know Hanukkah and all this, let's let's bucket it all together. Let's put it all together. Let's have every religious occasion off, no matter what the culture. Let's have it off. Um, I think that would give us about four week working days total. What in, 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 yeah, in the year? In the four year. working days in the year. Four working day year. Are we still going to recuperate normal pay or are we going to... Absolutely. There's no question. Because you do get... You can't have that days, otherwise it's religious persecution. I feel whilst that is a great idea and my lazy side embraces it flawless, entirely. Flawless. Um, my main concern would be the total shutdown of all industry in the world. Mm. You know how, I, I, you know I, I, how uh, when you order your, you know, your your DVD from Play.com or whatever, and mm. it says it will take one, two working days. 
if there are only four working days in the year and you order something, you've got to wait at least at least three months before it comes. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin on to another work-shy, lazy industry, um, robotics. Now, I've been lied to for years by Tomorrow's World, mm-hmm. which has gone off air for being, for being a such a bloody liar. <laughs> now, I want my hover roller skates. That's what I want. And I want robots that package stuff and give it out to me. Why are we still relying on us? We're rubbish. We can't do stuff. Let the robots do it. They build cars. Now cars are great. Why not? I saw a t-shirt once that said, um, this was supposed to be the future. Where is my jetpack? Where is my food in pill form? Why am I still walking? Yes, exactly. All of these questions need to be answered. 2009 now. We should be flying by, by now. Do you remember Space 1999? Space 1999. That was 10 years ago. We're still not in space. Space 1999 was a, um, I guess it's kind of a drama. Although when you look at it now, it's kind of a comedy. It's funny how shows change over the years that when you look at it, that's serious drama. And now it's laughable. Mm. Um, they're all on board the space station. Mm-hmm. Space nineteen ninety nine. Sorry, when was this film broadcast? In the sixties, seventies, seventies, maybe. So um, thirty years away, when the future was still the future. Yes, because thirty years away, we are going to make the massive leap into space. Thirty years from now, I can't imagine us making the massive leap into space. Thirty years from now, I don't imagine us leaping anywhere. I think we'll still just be stuck here. You know the fat people in Wally who are on those little. Yes. Yeah, we'll be like them. Yes. Only with crappier technology and lesser production. I'm values. looking forward to it. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I I want my hover chair. I just want to glide around life. I'm actually inherently a lazy person. I've realised that and I've come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with my laziness. I'm comfortable with your laziness too. Good. I'm very glad. We're comfortable in being lazy. You see how we made the jump from Easter to laziness? That's Without, without solving the chocolate egg cinnamon as well. That's true. We skipped over that um, like plot holes in Star Wars. Okay. Uh, the same we don't have the, the gradient wipes or the dissolves. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how George Lucas gets away with it. Mm. Look, 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 I'm going to distract you with a really shit wipe. There we are. <laughs> that. But it's the 70s and you don't know better. Yeah, I'm the only man that can get away with it. Even when I re-release films in 2003, I'm still going to do it. Throw it's... money at me. Throw money at me now. Ah, uh, shame. Just sits there. Excellent link to sci-fi, though, by the way. Yeah, it's a good leap, really, wasn't it? Really, really, really enjoying that. Which uh, brings us very, very neatly to uh, what we witnessed last night. <laughs> the return of Red Dwarf. Hooray! Hooray! I'll put a little crowd sound effect in. Like this. Oh. Enjoyed it. Good, though. Yeah. See, when we recorded it, the crowd sound effect wasn't there, but you hear the crowd sound effect because we put it in afterwards. It's like listening to the future in the past. <laughs> you know what we need? What? We need a whoosh sound. Right. Well, we brings... found one of those. That, that took long enough, though. <laughs> and that brings us neatly back to what we were going to do. Yes, yeah, Red Dwarf. Um, now, I think it's safe to say that myself and Abby have been avid Red Dwarf fans since the beginning. In fact, it probably started our friendship in some way. I have a vague um, remembrance of living in the same street and rushing around to each other's houses to watch Red Dwarf. And Very uh, excited. Very excited. It was a very exciting time. It was a very exciting time. And I was actually very excited yesterday. Yesterday, the excitement was back in its... uh, Entirety. Yes, that'll do. Um, Full-scale nudity. Full-scale nudity. (laughs) No? What? No. Oh, I don't know. 
Full-scale excitement, that's what we want to say. Full-scale excitement to the return of Red Dwarf, having waited, what, 10 years? 11. 11, 11 years. years. 11 years since me and Andy were sitting in his front room, eating super noodles, watching uh, watching Red Dwarf Series 8, and being hideously disappointed. But uh, still excited about the possibility, despite the disappointment, yes. and we were there every week. Yes, we were. We were there, we watched all of it, and we were left with a cliffhanger of Rimmer kneeing death in the groin, and then saying, only the good die young. And we thought, wow, what's going to happen next year? But next year, like the movie, never came. No. But fast forward to 2009, and we get the end to that uh, cliffhanger, whereas they start off the new Red Dwarf, called Back to Earth. Um, no prizes for guessing what's going to happen in this set of three episodes. Um, where they just simply say, nine years later, and everyone's back. Why are we not offering prizes? What? Why are we not offering prizes? Because we don't have any. Oh. Because I, I know the answer to that as well. Yeah, I know you do. Okay. We all know the answer to that. Because oh. we watched it. Um, so, it started off. Uh, we got a, a pretty mediocre um, opening sequence uh, with a new 3D-esque logo, which I'm not sure about. But, you know, hey, horse courses. Uh, but... Hurrah to see the return of the old Red Dwarf. They've remodelled the CG model to look like the old one rather than the new one, without explanation. Red Dwarf has suddenly contracted back to its old size. Fantastic. Hurrah. But that's good because nobody likes the CG. Nobody likes the CG. Especially when they're like, oh, we're going to go back and redo all the episodes. And you're like, well, don't. No, you're not. Leave them alone. They were fine. I, I understand now why people are purists about things. Yeah. Because change is bad. Yeah. Change, change, is, bad. change is bad. We All should, change is bad. Stay should, where you are. Stay at home. We should never have gone to colour television. Never. <laughs> Everything looks worse. Um, everyone had a tan in black and white. It was fine. Um, anyway, back onto the subject of Red Dwarf. Uh, they've brought back the old theme tune. Hurrah! Mm. Uh, they've turned it into a film. Mm. <laughs> well, well, it, 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 it looks... looks yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks look amazing. It, it looks look really amazing. Nice. Um, it's slightly... Tired by the fact it's on Dave on an SD channel. If it was on Sky HD, that would have looked amazing because I I know about the cameras that they filmed it on. You know that they will release it though. As, as but they better bloody had it. As part of an yeah. uh, insanely overly priced yeah. box set. It's worth it's worth giving a shout out to Dave actually for being the ones to bite the bullet and actually bring Red Dwarf back after the BBC abandoned it eleven years ago. Um, so and and they're going to feel really silly by the way. Because oh hell yeah! I think. They will commission another series on the strength of this if it is good. Well, to be honest, looking at it, when it came back yesterday, it was like they hadn't been away. Mm. It, they were still the characters. They played them perfectly. It was, it was good. It was enjoyable. The only thing I had the problem with was how it ended. In that it didn't. Yes. Mm. As in that it just stopped. In the middle of a shot. There's a really, really good time to, to, to leave you on a cliffhanger. Always giving you enough to get excited. Mm. But leaving you with a kind of need for more, yeah, and and the shallow sort of disappointment of oh, it's ended, as opposed to stopping it way before you thought they were going to, and then playing the titles, well, and you're like, what? Well, that's it. It's it's a three. It's split into three parts to run over the Easter weekend, and they're only half an hour each. Well, with a break in it now, Red Dwarf never used to have a break, so it was a plain half an hour. Now they're about twenty three minutes mm. with a break in it. And it was over far too quickly. Everything felt a bit rushed. I mean, the story was there. The story was going to be good. But every question that came up was just a bit skipped over, like a hologram appeared from nowhere. No one seemed to mind. Uh, a question was asked, um, you know, if you're one of the fanboys, uh, you'll realise that Red Dwarf can only sustain one hologram. 
yet there are now two holograms on it. Rimmer quite rightly asks, how are there two holograms on here, both on hard life? And he was kind of shushed. And he was shushed. <laughs> the question wasn't answered, um, which is fine. Why not? So that will either lead us to believe that this hologram isn't what she claims to be, or uh, they're just skating... Uh, well, they're polyfilling over loopholes in the Red Dwarf story like no one's business. I mean... Like the, the death of Kachansky? Like the death of Kachansky. Yeah, it's Kachansky. And that bearded guy as well, who was in the picture next to Kachansky. I don't know who he was. No, do I. There was a bearded guy and Kachansky. Um, so Kachansky's dead. Um, not known how. Uh, all we're seeing is a rather impressive CG-looking shot, actually, of uh, Lister in one of the observation pods mm. um, with a gravestone for Kachansky. A new one, in fact, Yeah, that we hadn't seen no, before. No, because they used to be on top of Red Bull. Mm. Now this one's on Which the side. Which was just in like a bubble. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I have to say, production values, this Red Dwarf looks amazing. It, it does. It's, it it's, does look good. it's phenomenal, the way they've done it. The green screen is really good because they've shot it on... Um, 4K, they can now uh, key hair properly, which is something they haven't done in the past. The CG is great. They've spent time on it. It looks good. It's come a long way. Um, and I've got no problems with that. The, Sli slightly dodgy tentacles, I, I thought. Yeah, the tentacles when they came up through the middle, yeah. that was a bit odd. Yeah, that was yeah. odd. And I think they used some live-action modelling with that, which stuck out like a sore thumb. Which is odd, because you don't usually say it in that order. You say the CG stuck out like a sore thumb, mm. but the live-action stuck out. Um, yeah, which is just weird. Yeah. Um... There's big open shots of cargo bays and whatnot that you never saw in Red Dwarf before. So it, in terms of the way it looks and how they've done it, it's the movie. Mm. It is Red Dwarf, the mm -hmm. movie. Um, which, which we've been waiting for for yeah, a very, very long time. Which I embrace. I had a conversation with a couple of people after it finished uh, last night, and they were very concerned about the lack of the laughter track. Now, I don't mourn it. It's, uh, I, I'm I'm with those people. Yeah, mainly I, because I was one of them. I, yes, um, you were. There was three people. It's, it's, he was one. There were two others. It's not that um, I. It's not that I, I. I miss the laughter track. Um, it's just the Red Dwarf laughter track was a good one. It wasn't like an obnoxious, oppressive one like you get. It wasn't like friends. an American one. Exactly. Mm. It was actual, genuine like reaction to what was being said. Yeah. And it just seemed that without it, uh, in this is instance. It didn't sort of highlight the 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 gags. Not 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 that I need to be shown what is funny, but it just sort of seemed like like if you've been in a, in a room full of people mm. and you're like, I really like it in this room full of people. The atmosphere is really good. You're the, then to go back into that room later on and there's only say two people. It's noticeable. It's still nice. You still enjoy the room, but there's not as much warmth. I understand that. I understand that. I go with that. Um, the thing is, I, I'm i in favour of what they did. They didn't film it in front of a live studio audience. And I think if you don't film it in front of a live studio audience, don't give me a bloody laughter track because it's fake. It's not right. They say that they show the episode to the audience and get them to laugh along, but that's bull. I don't believe that at all and I don't like it. So I appreciated that they didn't try and do the laughter track on it because it's not, it's not a Red Dwarf like it used to be. It's a new format. It's very new. And... Mm. Um, which is nice to see them. Nice to see them branching out and doing something different. Um, the Yeah, the only gripe I had with it was the story was rushed. That's the only problem. It should have been one long episode. Now, interestingly enough, I was watching a documentary on Series 8 the other day, uh, which was one of the most almighty balls-ups in Red Dwarf's history. And they admitted that it was because the episodes that should have just been one were split into three parts, and they admitted it was a mistake. So I can't understand why they've done that again why they've split up the one episode, which would have been a corker, mm. into three. 
I feel that this was one of those decisions that was maybe ever so slightly taken out of the hands of the creative team. I feel that Dave would have probably put in a stipulation for their very first funded production uh, saying, well, it's a biggie. Red Dwarf is a biggie. We don't want to, you know, bunk our load on one night mm. and just have 90-minute feature-length episodes. It would be really, really nice to get our viewing figures set so that we have three stages over the Easter weekend, make it a big deal. So I feel like it would have been filmed and interpreted as a singular piece. Mm. And then Dave said, by the way, we're going to split this so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What they should have done is got someone other than a blind chimp to put the brakes in it because the uh, to be continued is just awful. It's mm. in the most awful place of the episode. There wasn't even enough. Basically what happened is uh, there was a portal to another dimension sort of opened up. It was the portal that was going to take Lester back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, this portal was opened up cue a, a really really brilliant effect and a very very convincing looking portal yes, in the middle great. of the space you didn't have enough time to look at it and appreciate the enormity of the situation they didn't even do like a a, a single sort of uh, a, a frame to just sort of leave you on with a still so you could see it portal end yeah. you couldn't even appreciate oh my god they're going to go back to earth how exciting there was no like expressions there was no looks on the characters faces as they looked between each other mm-hmm. going oh my god there's the chance to go home and, and, and all that and also in eight series of Red Dwarf the mission has been to go back to earth they managed it once in backwards and then left right they've been going back to earth this whole time now now that they're actually going to go back to earth the entire reaction from Lister was are you serious? And that was it. There was no other explanation about how we're going back to Earth and, oh my God, we're going back to Earth. There was no there was no lead up to that. It was just a hologram appeared and said, we're going to take you back home. But it's been, it's been the biggest deal to Lister. Yeah. All throughout. Like, that has been, that's where his heart is. That's what he wants. He wants to go back to Fiji and, and, and you know, and, and have animals and all that sort of thing. He just wants to be back Earth. Yeah. He wants to be back home. He didn't look overly excited. No, he just put a can of lager on a mirror, which I thought was quite funny, and said, are you serious? And that that was it. That that was his whole reaction. It was kind of glossed over. It was very glossed over, which I think is the way, way to sum up this entire episode, is glossed over. Mm. It's all there. It's all happening. I liked all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, you, by, 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 by all accounts, yes. Thirst quenched. Yeah. Definitely. Thirst quenched, want more. Yes, exactly. Just more. wish that... If they don't commission another series on the back of this, it would be a crime. It would be a crime. Because it shows that they can still do it. And it also shows the sort of whetted appetite for um, for Grant Naylor to kind of embrace the technology of the now. You know, they, they could do a lot with, with the sort of effects that, that Which they I have think has always been Doug Naylor's kind of like shortcomings in the other series he's tried to do it and it hasn't been right it hasn't it hasn't had enough time the technology wasn't there to do it yet he tried to throw it at the show series eight was a mess because of that don't try and do something before you've got the facilities in which to do it exactly he now has and he's got the people that will do it as well in a short turnaround i mean this was turned around in 14 weeks that's amazing because of a lot of the people that were working on it yeah. were fans of the show were people that had grown up with the show and yeah. who were now in a position to kind of stamp their mark on it and you can see that you can see the attention paid, the love and the detail, and, and the surroundings, the sets, and everything, it really did look gorgeous. Mm. It really did. It bathed, bathed in wonder. Yeah. It opened up Red Dwarf to look like a ship that was like no other, you know? Um, the sudden... Oh, actually, no. I do remember what happened to the crew in Series 8. They just all left. Yeah, I think they're just doing what they usually do when they start a new series of Red Dwarf, is right, okay, we've done that, forget that. That didn't happen. That None of that. 
that happened. Uh, the greatest jump from that was series two to three, where they just had the scrolling Star Wars text, which explained everything that didn't happen. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, good, good get out of jail free card there. Because mm. we were discussing last night how Red Dwarf can't do cliffhangers. Except for... Was it series six? Series six's cliffhanger was immense. Yeah. It was awesome. That left us wanting to know what happened. But... That's when Rob Grant... But the conclusion to it... Mm. Was awful. Yeah. It was Lister talking to you from a camera explaining what had happened. It was terrible. And then the camera explodes. Yeah, because it's such a shame. Because like it really was like it was. Balls oh to my the god, wall. they're dead. Yeah. What the hell mm. is going on? Um, yeah, and it just wasn't. It wasn't recovered very well. So I guess we're going to have to sort of um, let you know in in the second part of this podcast, like whether whether or not we were. Amazed and aghast, or whether it's more of the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, tonight we'll actually be back to Earth. They'll be uh, they'll be wandering around on the planet. So let's see what happens there. And will Lister actually be bothered this time? So let's uh, yeah, let's wait and reserve our judgment on that one. Fingers crossed. Mm. How's the podcast been for you? It's been uh, it's been an experience. Mm. Yeah, it's been good. I think we've covered covered a lot of ground. We've covered. Stuff that we wanted to cover. I have no idea how long we've been going on for. It's probably well, it's, a while. It's, a, it's definitely a while, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we we can sort that out. We'll, we can we can we'll, we can trim we'll the fat. We'll cut and trim, mm. and uh, yes, take out the ums, ahs, news. Indeed. Well, it's been a very enjoyable uh, little endeavour, anyway. It has indeed. It's just been kind of talking at a stick. Nice. It's nice to get back to the old school. It is, but with better production values. Um, so yeah, this was the first in a series of quite enjoy podcasts. Um, I don't know when we'll do the next one. We'll do the next one whenever we're together. So, um, so yes, this is uh, it, really, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Jenkins out. Yeah, brown out.